Well, good morning, River City Church. Good to be with you this morning. Uh, my name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors here at River City. Um, can't wait to get to worship with you together again in person. Uh, but I'm hopeful that uh, that this new format as we're using here uh, might be helpful and helping to foster a sense of community amongst us a little bit. And looking forward as well to gathering again as small groups here in this week here and, and connecting again in that level. And I uh, just wanted as well to say uh, thanks again, big thanks to Aaron, uh, who uh, kind of took on the worship guide the last couple of weeks, walking us through a number of passages in the book of Hebrews, and and uh, just really grateful for him doing that. It allowed me to focus on a big seminary project that I needed to finish up at the time, and as well as get a head start on a thesis that I'm working on just to finish up my seminary work here uh, over the course of this summer. But, but also uh, him taking over a little bit the last few weeks that's really given me just some space to focus on my own walk with Jesus, um, pursue that as, uh, pursue that intentionally on my own as well. You know, at River City here, a central part of our vision at River City is, uh, is the mission of making disciples. And that's all about helping people to find and to live out their identity in Christ. And, and the reality is, is that in order for us to do that, that we've got to first be growing as disciples of Jesus ourselves. In his first letter to the Corinthians, the, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to them about how the, how the goal of glorifying God in everything that we do and, and how uh, the desire to help others to do the same, that those things, the, the desire to make disciples, that they fundamentally shape the way that we live as Christians. And, and in chapter 11, verse 1, he goes on to tell them this just really profoundly. He just says this. He says, so follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And Paul isn't here, he isn't being prideful, he, he isn't uh, putting himself on some pedestal so that others will admire him. Rather, what he's simply doing is calling those that he is leading to follow him as he's pursuing Christ, to pursue Jesus with him. In other words, Paul is asking, he's, he's inviting them to, to, to follow Jesus with him. You see, the reality is, is that the Christian life, as God has designed it, is, is that so much of the growth that we experience, it comes through imitating other Christians and seeing the, the, the life of other people who are following Jesus themselves and, and continuing to grow in that likeness and imperfect as those people may be. You see, what Paul understood and what he was calling those people to is the, is the reality that, that the best thing that we have to offer those that we lead is our own walk with Jesus. You see, we all have people that we're leading, not just pastors like me or Aaron or, or your small group leaders. All of us have, have people that we are leading, people whose lives God is using us in on the mission of making disciples, people whose lives God has put us in so that they might come to uh, find and to help them to live out their identity in Christ. Maybe that's people in our church or people in your small group that God's put you in their lives for that reason. Maybe, maybe it's people in your workplace. Uh, maybe it's people in your family. Maybe it's your spouse or your kids. Or if you're a kid yourself, maybe it's your siblings or, or whatever it might be. You see, the only way that we're going to be able to join Jesus in, in the work that he is trying, he wants to do through us in the lives of others is if we're going to pursue him ourselves. You see, if our own walks with him, our own pursuit of him is the thing that we're inviting others to do with us and to follow it with us into. You see, and the, the reality is that even pastors can forget that. You see, the, for me, the truth is that 
I think for the last number of weeks before, um, you know, in the midst of all this pandemic stuff, I think I had put my own walk with Jesus on the back burner for a while. And being a pastor is hard. It's, it's challenging. But pastoring in the midst of a pandemic, that's impossible. That's impossible, especially if you're trying to do it on your own strengths. If you're trying to continually pour out into others, but you're not making space for God to pour into you, for him to speak to you, to, to, to change you, to, to, to be shaping your own heart and your own character. I was on a, a Zoom call with uh, some other pastor friends of mine the, the last few weeks, and we were talking about the, in, the importance of our own spiritual health as, as leaders. And, and one of the guys was talking about how it can be easy to confuse spiritual health with, uh, with biblical knowledge or theological acuity. You see, but, but the reality is, is that those things are not the same. You see, you can know a lot about the Bible. You can, you can have a firm grasp of theology. You can be in seminary or, or have finished seminary and still not be spiritually healthy. You see, those aren't the same things. You see, the reality is, is that that we're not going to be able to make spiritually healthy disciples if we're not spiritually healthy ourselves. And that's true of everyone, not just of pastors. And so this morning, I, I just want to ask you, how, how are you doing spiritually? Not how much do you know about the Bible, not how proficient are you in theological matters, but, but when it comes to growing in your love for Jesus and your pursuit of him, how are you doing? Are, are you making time to be with him, to, to read his word, to, to talk with him in prayer? Are you growing in your thankfulness for him and all that he has done for you? Are you is your life increasingly becoming submitted to him and to his word? How are you doing spiritually? You know, and the reality is, I just want to encourage you this morning, it, it's okay to acknowledge if you're not doing great. It's okay to acknowledge that. Hopefully seeing me as your pastor admit that I've been wrestling with that and, and that I need to keep being intentional about pursuing my own walk with Jesus. Hopefully that makes a, a safe space for you to be able to acknowledge that. And, and I want to encourage you to, to talk with God about it. Be honest with him about where your heart's at. Be honest with him about how you're doing. Be honest with him about what, where you're at with regards to your motivations or your attitudes or whatever it is that you're feeling about how you're at, where you're doing spiritually. But as well, I also want to encourage you, talk to someone else. Talk to someone in your family. Talk to your small group leader. Talk to Aaron or I. We'd love to come alongside you and walk with you in the midst of that. You see, you see, like Aaron talked about last week in Hebrews, following Jesus is like running a, a, a marathon. It's a really long, hard race, and it requires perseverance. And, but the good news is, is that God has given us his spirit and one another so that we would be able to seek to pursue him and help others to do the same. See, churches, if we're going to be a people who are going to be committed to the, to the vision of making disciples, then we've got to be disciples ourselves who are growing in our own love for Jesus and our desire to follow him and pursue him. And, and so I want to call you to that this week. Uh, to, I want to call you to invite you to, to follow me as I follow Christ, to, to follow Jesus with me and to pursue him with me so that we might be a people who are characterized by a, by a relentless pursuit of Jesus as our king, as the one who has loved us, have come for us, and the one who we love in return. And so to that end, let's, let's pray this morning. Jesus, 
Uh, God, we're grateful uh, that you have loved us first. We're grateful that you have come to, to give yourself for us so that we might know you and be known by you. God, and, and we, as we come together as a people this morning, we want to be characterized by, by a people not just who know about you or who know how to talk about you, but who know you and, and who are spiritually healthy, who are ongoingly, increasingly marked by a, by a, by a growth in our love for you and our enjoyment of you, by, a, by an increase in, in our pursuit of time with you and, and, by a, and by lives that are increasingly submitted to you. God, and we want to do that so that we might have something to offer those who you have put us in their lives so that you might help us, that you might be using us on the mission of making disciples amongst them. And so, God, we ask you that you'd be making us a, a people who are marked by spiritual health, God, who are marked by an intentionality in our own walks with you, an intentionality in our own pursuit of you, so that we might be able to invite others, those that we lead, God, our friends, our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, God, our spouse, our kids, whoever it might be, to follow us as we follow you. And Jesus, might that result in, in our joy and our good, but more than anything, might it result in your great glory as we and others come to know and love and follow and pursue you. And so to that end, we pray, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I am glad to, uh, glad to have been able to join you this week here on this new format online here on YouTube. I hope that, have, hopefully that you guys have found that helpful and uh, engaging, just a, good, a new way to connect and, and, and to, to grow as a community together in a little bit. And I'm looking forward as well to joining you uh, here again on next Sunday uh, when we're going to be actually begin a series uh, taking a look at the Gospel of John and the seven I am statements that Jesus makes about himself in that gospel. See, if we're going to be followers of Jesus and if we're going to be people who invite others to do the same, then we're going to need to uh, we're going to need to keep returning to the truth about who Jesus is and all that he has done so that we might be a people who whose lives are changed by that truth and that reality. And so I can't wait to begin that study next week with you diving into the Gospel of John and those seven I am statements that Jesus makes about himself. I trust that God's word will speak to us as we study it together. And so I can't wait to see you here next week as we begin that. Until then, have a great week, River City.